Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the Clubhouse. Hey, g'day everyone, and welcome to the Clubhouse. Great to have your company as we talk all things golf from right across Australia. As we gear into summer, my name's Julian Bayard. As I said, terrific to have your company for the clubhouse today. No Mark Allen joining us this morning. You'll hear from Marco very, very shortly, though. So we take a look back at some of the best moments of the year from the clubhouse, some of our finer uh, chats and a bit of fun that we had throughout the season. With Marco on leave this week, we thought we'd take a look back at some of the things that uh, that amused us and that we thought you might enjoy listening back to again from throughout the year so far in the clubhouse. We're going to talk cheaters in golf because a fascinating story about Donald Trump came up throughout the year and Marco told us about some great stories about times when he played with some cheaters in golf. We're going to talk golf movies, weighted putters, how you've got to go about uh, putting when you've got a putter that is weighted. And we'll take a look back at this year's Masters, of course, Danny Willett getting the job done. Marco wasn't too happy with the way Augusta was laid out this year. We'll hear from that a little bit later on. And, of course, a masterclass from Mark Allen. We'll get to that too a little bit later on in the show. But first, Donald Trump. The U.S. election isn't too far away. A fascinating story caught our eye throughout the season about him. Well, perhaps cheating on the golf course. Let's take a listen back. His name is Donald Trump. And a fascinating article this week I read, Marco, on (laughs) GolfChannel.com. This is cheating. Donald Trump cheating in the game of golf again. Oscar De La Hoya, champion boxer. This is the heading. De La Hoya, here's how Trump cheats at golf. (laughs) So he's just been dobbed in. Righto. All right. Um, the, LA, the LA Times. But these are the comments from Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. I played at his golf course two years ago, De La Hoya told He's reporters. got about six. I was teeing off the first hole, and next thing I know, here comes a golf cart. It's Donald Trump. And he says, Oscar, can I play with you? Of course, I said, this is your golf course. <laughs> first ball, Trump hits it off the water. Gets another ball from his pocket, hits it off to the left, out yeah. of bounds. Yeah. Trump said, oh, I've got another ball. I'm just warming up. Another ball in the water. <laughs> Then the fourth ball he hits, I know it went into the bushes, but Donald, what he does, he tees off first so he can take off right away. I pipe mine down the middle. Just add that yeah, one in yeah, there. Yeah, nice. So we go off to our ball, and who do we see? Donald Trump right in the middle of the fairway. I he, got it. He quoted Trump saying, by the way, I found my first ball ah! right here. Ah! <laughs> We're like, okay, yeah, we're cracking up. Not in front of his face, of course. Then we go on to a par three, 170 yards. Yeah. There's a big bush right between the tee and the green. So you can't really see the green. You can see the flag, but not the green. Yeah. Trump hits his, and we just know it went out of bounds. We know it. He takes off, of course. We get up there to the green. He's like, oh, my ball's right here, three feet away. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to be the leader of the free world. And, by the way... I'm going to pick it up. It's a gimme. 
Mate, can you send me that, please? Can you email me this that des- article, Oscar Hoyer says, You don't do that in golf, adding that there were no side games in play where money was exchanged. No money at all. How can I win? Delahoya said, I'm not voting for someone who cheats in golf. <laughs> That's what Oscar said. That is a ripper. Send me that article immediately, uh, I please. Love this. I thought we had to bring that up. No, we have to. We absolutely have you to. You ever play with someone who's cheating? Oh, yeah, blatantly? yeah, yeah. Now, I was playing with a kid once who was about to turn pro, and he was looking for some backing. Mm. So we're playing with a guy who's now deceased. I'm certainly not going to use his name, but he was a dodgy character. Yeah. A dodgy character. But he was going to look after this kid. Mm. So I'd organized a little bit of backing for this kid who's about to turn pro. Let's just call him Craig Spence. (laughs) Anyway, so Craig's Craig's ripped one down the middle. I, like Oscar De La Hoya, have yeah. piped mine right down oh, yeah, the middle. Of course you did. <laughs> and uh, this uh, wealthy backer type has hit one in the trees on the right mm. of the fourth hole at Huntingdale. So we're walking down, and the other guy we're playing with, uh, he's in the left tree. So I've gone to help the other guy because I thought uh, the backer, I thought his ball was going to be okay. Anyway, so I'm looking for the other guy's ball. I find that ball. Now I'm doing the right thing by the kid who I'm trying to get set up uh, on the tour. So I now go and help the other guy. Yeah. So I'm walking around, and I see this ball right next to a tree on the long grass. Anyway, I've looked at the ball. I know it's his ball. And I've got my hand up in the air and I'm just about to say, I've got it. <laughs> when I hear, oh. I've got it. Oh, no. So I pick up the ball. It's his ball. Yeah, right. Right? It was a tailor-made something. Yeah. We get onto the green, right? His yeah. ball, of course, in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> he knocks it on the green. I walk over there. And he's using a top flight. He's gone from a tailor-made oh, to a top a, flight. Top flight hasn't even just gone with the no, same ball, different number. And no, forgotten what number he's no, using. Gone with the top flight. <laughs> so look, it happens all the time. What do you do? Well, normally I'd go, mate. What are you doing? I found your ball back there. I've got it right here. But because I'm trying to get Craig Spencer up with oh. some cash, yeah. You don't just what's you don't call the, the cash man to cheat on the, the fourth hole at Huntingdale. I'm fascinated by the etiquette with golf cheating, Marco, because I've. I once played with a guy from work. Yeah. We were playing at St. Andrews. One of the, I can't remember what hole it was, but one of the greens was elevated and yeah. he thinned it right into the right. back bushes. Guts I'm like, it's gone. See yeah. you later. Walk up to the green. About five metres behind him, and I could just see the surface of the green. And he was well ahead of me. Like, he charged up yeah. there. And I see him just little Drop sneak one. a ball out of the pocket and roll onto the green. As I walk up there, oh, mate, must have come down. I went, well, he oh, thought because yeah. it was a raised green. I couldn't see. That you couldn't see, but you've seen it. But I've seen it, and I just looked away, and I thought, do I say anything? or What would you do? Let's let it go. <laughs> it's too embarrassing. You can't say it. What do you do? Mate. What's the, what? Know this. Know this. Everyone in their cars on the way to golf yeah. right now is thinking the same thing. If yeah. you see someone cheating. What do you do? What do you do? Because uh, you don't want to be that bloke in a local tournament who, yeah. oh, sorry, mate, that ball just moved half an inch when you marked it, yeah. penalising you two shots. So in, in your case, the best option, and I've done this before, the yeah. best option, when you see someone drop a ball like that, you say, are you just going to do some practice with that ball? <laughs> right? if you, if that's, that's the best option. Yeah. So that's what you, would, yeah, that's yeah, what that's, you do that's next time. Yeah. You're just going to have a bit of a practice with that that one, mm-hmm. all right, and then that's that clears the air. He knows you're onto him, yep. and you, you know, can't. You're not, and you're, and you're you're not giving him an out. You're not accusing him of cheating. Yep. But we're right. We're right here. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one is if you know he's cheating, but you got no evidence, <laughs> just know that in the back of your mind, karma in golf is undefeated, mate. Yeah, he'll go down. <laughs> karma is he will go down one way or another. Yep. He might go down today, might go down tomorrow. Um, 
But he'll go down. Yep. So don't worry about it. What's your view about pulling someone up in a, in a little uh, well, competition, Marco, about, say, if so someone was playing uh, no, in, that, in the hazard, say, for example? I've not signed cards before. Have you? I, yeah. I've not signed cards before because I knew they cheated. Yeah. So I said, I'm not signing how, a card, mate. How, like, what level of cheating was it? Like was it what a, level of cheating? Was it a safe ball in a hazard and your, your clubs hit a touch the ground before you played your shot? Something like that. No, uh, he'd hit a bad shot. Yeah. I was playing on the Asian tour and he, this player... Well, yeah. That's different though, <laughs> if you're playing in a tour. Yeah, I was playing in a tour. So this guy was hitting shots and he hit one way right. And so I'm waiting for the next guy to hit. I was last off. And I, saw, I was watching him. And I thought he was going to go get another ball and mm. hit a provisional. And he didn't. He went over to his caddy and he told his caddy to go chase the ball. So the caddy's taken off before the second guy's hit. By the time I'm right to hit, this caddy is almost where he thinks the ball is. And then by the time we all get up to it, that ball that was so far in the trees it wasn't funny is on the edge of the fairway. Of course it is. <laughs> so, I mean, I looked at him and I said, you're not going to play that, are you? And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, you sent your caddy up. You know, these guys work for tips. You're not going to play it. And he goes, mate, that's my ball. So at the end of the day, I let it go because, you know, you don't want to have a fight. You, yep. you know, you want to make money yourself. Mm. And at the end of the day, I just thought to myself, mental note at the time, um, I'm not signing his card. And I didn't sign his card at the end of the day. Yep. Pretty simple. There you go. So his score stood, but, you know, you weren't associated the, with the it. protest is noted mm-hmm. and he shot 82 the next day. Uh, old Karma is undefeated, buddy. <laughs> Wins every undefeated time. Undefeated <laughs> in every the world time. of golf. Yep. Very good. Yep. There you go. So there's there's some advice for people out there today. Mm. Don't cheat because the karma bus will come back I'm, around again. I'm thinking about naming the guy. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, it did happen. Marco, it's, it's, I don't it did be, happen. I don't want to have to... Um, He's a pretty good player. I don't want to have to give testimony. It's some sort of defamation case. So <laughs> please, don't, please don't. Plays under the Indian oh, hang flag. On, hang on a second. Let's go. Right <laughs> Come on. There's some music that would normally play when you yeah. say something like that. Come on. Um, now, Sports Illustrated uh, qu- uh, survey that we talked about yeah, before yeah, the break. Yeah, yeah, give some more. Give some more details on the survey. I like this stuff. I like what they do. They do it every year. Yeah. And they ask, they ask pertinent questions, which I like. They do. Here we go, Marco. The second point. 49% of PGA Tour players think Phil Mickelson will make a better Ryder Cup captain than Tiger Woods. Not well, surprising. 44% said Woods would make a better captain. So oh, 49 well, pretty close. 44. Pretty close. Who would you go with? Oh, look, I don't know them. From the outside looking in, I'd go with uh, probably Tiger. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a big difference there. How many, well, I'll so, ask you something about Ryder Cup with Tiger soon. So, yeah, go on. Uh, after this. Yep. Next question. I want to hear your answer first. Yep. In a bar fight, which player would you want to have your back on the PGA Tour? In a fight? Yeah. There's not too many of them. Well, Tiger Woods thinks he's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> They've got he? guns. <laughs> he's got the guns. Um, uh, yeah, I'd go with Tiger. Tiger? Yeah, he's, he's the toughest, I'd reckon. The highest with 15%. Yeah. Ernie Els. Eels. Ernie Eels. Ernie Eels. Got Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, Followed by Keegan Bradley, Angel Cabrera, and Pat Perez. Oh, Keegan Bradley, clearly, because he stood up for his caddy in a Ryder Cup match there a few That's years true. ago. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he, he doesn't put fear of God into me, Keegan Bradley, just even thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Only 67% of PGA Tour players believe that a caddy deserves to earn 10% of the prize. When How many? With the tournament. 67%. Oh, well, they're. <laughs> So what? Tighter. So what? Thirty something percent. How many? Ten. Thirty-three uh, percent think yeah. that ten percent might be a bit much. Oh, they're off their heads. 
Ten percent's all right if you win. If you win a tournament, yeah. mate, I'd probably have paid twenty percent to win a tournament. <laughs> well, they taking two mil. No, oh, mate, it's a team event. That's what people don't understand. A lot of golfers. Nothing there are professional golfers to this day who don't understand it. Golf is a at the highest level. Golf is a team sport. Your caddy is a major part of your team. You can't be cheap. You can't do a Tiger Woods and be cheap and not pay. You've actually got to pay the caddy. Yep. It's a team member. Make everyone happy. Go on. Give some cash out. Uh, prettiest swing. Who do you think? The prettiest swing? Yeah. Oh, Louis Eustazen. No. Who? Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Voted the prettiest swing on the PGA Tour. Wow. See, I would have said it looks the most efficient. So I think there's a difference between it being an efficient swing and a pretty swing. I think Adam Scott has the most beautiful precision swing you'd ever see, but... As far as just looking good, mm. I think Louis Oosthuizen looks like he's hardly trying. I love yep. that one. And finally, 17% of PGA Tour champions. Champions. So old old guys. Champions Tour. Yep. Yeah. Take between 8 and 15 painkillers during a tournament week, while 17% take more than 20 pills during a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> this is the best of the clubhouse from 2016. Mark Allen is on leave. My name's Julian Bayard. Marco will be back in the chair next week. Still plenty more to come right after this. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back to the clubhouse. Great to have your company as we talk all things golf. Julian Bayard is my name. No Mark Allen today, so we're taking a bit of a look back at some of our favourite moments from throughout the year. And, of course, we do it all for Club Mandalay. Play golf at Club Mandalay. It's golf in Melbourne's north. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Magnificent golf course, Club Mandalay. You can book your next round of golf there at clubmandalay.com.au and save 10% when using this code. Write it down. It's CM Golf. CM Golf. Use that code when you're booking at clubmandalate.com.au and you will save 10% off. Now, earlier on in the year, it was the 20-year anniversary of Happy Gilmore, one of our favourite ever golf movies. And we had a bit of a look back at some of our favourite ever golf movies of all time. And Marco also chatted a little bit after that about weighted putters. Let's take a listen back. But did you know it's been 20 years since this? Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. That's pretty much me on the putting surface every week. Happy Gilmore. Probably uh, the best golf movie ever 20 made. years. Yeah, 20 years this week. It's funny, you know, you're either a Caddyshack man or a Happy Gilmore fan. And uh, just judging by the smile on your face, yeah. you're a Happy Gilmore type of guy. I love them both. Alligator. Bit my hand. That's Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> Chubbs. In another life, he used to be Apollo Creed. <laughs> I couldn't believe when Apollo Creed, no, I think they called him, he was calling himself in that movie the Black Arnold Palmer. He was going to be the Black Arnold Palmer yeah. until a crocodile or an alligator bit his arm off. <laughs> they wouldn't let him play in the tour anymore. Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> Unbelievable. What was the pro? Who Shoot was him the McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> How about, did you see the, the picture that went around? It was actually Shooter McGavin uh, took a selfie of him and Tiger Woods. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that went around the Twitter sphere. It was Shooter and Tiger in the one picture. No, look, it's a great movie. Very funny. Um, you know, tackling in golf, it's always been yeah. frowned upon. <laughs> so to see that sort of stuff was great. But 20 years. I lots of videos on the uh, PGA Tour uh, social media platforms this week of all the pros doing some happy Gilmore oh, impersonations. Good. And you too good for your own hole. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> Magnificent. Um, what about other golf movies? Tin mm. Cup? Tin you're, Cup? You're a Tin Cup man? Well, no, I haven't seen it. No. What? You haven't seen Tin Cup? No. Kevin Costner? Yep. 
Got to go see that one. Yep. He's an alcoholic driving range pro <laughs> who was a you know all world college player. Yep. And somehow turns it around, gets into a US Open. I won't spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it. We'll go see Tin Cup. The other one that I love um, was uh, the greatest game ever played. Apparently, there's a book out there as well. I haven't seen the book, but the greatest game ever played is a, about I think it's a 19 year old Francis we met back in the 1910s. And uh, he won the U.S. Open, being um, Harry Varden, uh, who was the uh, who was the Tiger Woods of the 1910s and 20s. Harry Varden came over to play the U.S. Open, and this kid, an amateur kid with 12 clubs, and a little 12-year-old caddy, and they won the U.S. Open. Mm. That guy went on to run the USGA, <laughs> and the little fat kid who was in the caddy, little fat caddy, ended up being a billionaire. Huh? Back in the 1920s and 30s. Yeah, no yeah. mates forever. One of my favourites, Bagger Vance. Bagger Vance is a ripper. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Dame, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. No, they're, they're, they're just starting to come out with a few yep. good I'm going to watch Having movies this week now. What's that one? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. watch that this yeah, week. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah. Surely it's on. Surely. Oh, it has to be. Surely it's got to be It's on every going other around. week. Yeah, <laughs> surely it's got to be going around. <laughs> That'll Where's the last Madison? time you saw Caddyshack? Oh, five, ten years ago. Yeah, starting to age a bit, Katie yeah. Shank. Might have to get that out too. Yeah, Lacey Underall still, she's going all right though. Yeah. All right, time to get serious again. It's time for On the Clubhouse, the Pro Shop. Uh, yeah, the Pro Shop on the Clubhouse. So we take a look at a bit of golfing equipment or uh, apparel or mm, some accessories something. each week. And Mark Allen gives his assessment on what you should get if you're going to be going down to your local store this week. Righto, so uh, putters we're talking about this week, and some putters are face balanced, and other putters, um, well, they're toe heavy. So what that means is if you play a uh, a putter on a, on, on a table, um, face balanced putters, the face of the putter will point straight up, mm-hmm. as if you're pointing that way. Now, face balance is fantastic if in your mind... You think a putting stroke goes dead straight back and dead straight through. And a lot of golf coaches teach this method. Um, Also, if you've played cricket in the past, everything is straight back, straight through. So if you are um, that way inclined, a face balance putter is really going to suit you. But Mm -hmm. if you putt like a pro, so if you putt like Tiger Woods, if you putt like Phil Mickelson, if you putt like someone like uh, Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, there is a belief that your arc goes on a gentle inside. So you don't actually take the putter straight back. You take it slightly on the inside. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the face stays square to that new inside arc. So the face actually opens up and then the face releases. So the toe actually goes past the heel in your follow through. So it's called a toe release or a face release. Now, uh, like I was saying, just as the face balance putter promotes straight back straight through uh, the toad the, the, the toe down putter um, certainly influences you when your stroke slows down when you hit the ball and the stroke slows down the toe then overtakes the heel and you get the face to release right. so Tiger Woods is when he was the best putter in the whole world in the whole world, and nobody could touch him. He very much was all about releasing the putter face, staying still, taking the putter back on the inside, and then hitting the ball with the middle of the, middle of the club, and then the face had to release. And what you find with this method is you don't steer the ball. As soon as you start steering putts, we've all done it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you try and keep the play, you try and keep the club face very square. 
So for those people who actually want to go back through straight and through and uh, follow through straight, face balance putters are no no brainer. Yep. But what that does do is you have to use your hands to keep the club face square yep. and to get the thing to go back through straight and through. So there's two different thoughts. So my word of advice is to get somebody to video your putting stroke just the way you like to do it. And on about a 20-footer, so not on the short ones, but on, a, on about a 20-footer. And you can see there and then whether your putter goes inside on the way back. Um, there have been some experts who say, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. But those experts have never had putts for millions of dollars. No. People who actually play the game really believe that uh, uh, a toe-down putter versus a face-balance putter, there is a significant difference and one ben- one sort of stroke benefits the other. Right. So they both work. There is no better or worse. In a lot of pros' minds, because there's just as many pros, I think, try and go straight back and straight through versus the inside-outside. The inside putters end up being the best, uh, from what I can tell, yep. from you know, since I've been following the game. But... Um, uh, if you take it inside, get a uh, a putter that hangs down like an answer, any kind of answer, answer a copy. If the if you put the putter shaft on the table and the toe hangs down, that's the one for you. But if in your mind, if your attitude is to go straight back and straight through, face balanced all the way. There Pretty simple. Easy. Pretty simple. I like it. So there's pluses and minuses for both. Yep. Well, it's definitely for me. The cricket, what do you do? The cricket background is... Uh, cricket background. Got me going straight. Get in behind the ball. Yep. Go through and, the ball straight. Yeah, very much a leg side player too, so I'm trying to avoid the uh, right. hands clean. you just so. got down to nine with 39 points at Beacon Hills during the week. Well, Imagine if we can bash that out of you, change yeah. your attitude on the putting green, <laughs> you might get down to seven or six. And my cricket game's not very good either, so it's probably not going to yeah. affect that that much. Maybe maybe you're going on the arc with the cricket and you're going maybe straight to the putting. Maybe that's what it is. You might be doing that too. Do you... A separate question on putters. Yeah. Do you? What's your opinion on the the line on the putter and the ball on the putter? Oh, I, I think they're great. I, I really do. I, I don't like the line on the top leading edge, but I certainly like um, a line somewhere on the putter. Yeah. I like the as soon as my and and this happens a lot. As soon as my leading edge, the the, the top edge on the putter that you use to align, as soon as that gets dinted, then I think that um, that hurts you. You want that line to be really sharp. That is your one. You know, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. You're not, it's not like a gun when you line up a golf shot. You're not getting behind a pistol and pointing a little aimer. Yeah. You're actually looking at it from the side. So I was always, um, I wanted a very clean and sharp leading edge to aim with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that line on it. I like the line on the flange, and the only reason I like the line on the flange is because I want to know where the sweet spot is. So um, I, I still use that square face to, to line it up. Yep. So that, that's just me, but everyone's different. Some people like the two balls on the back of it. The two ball. Have you heard the two ball story? No. You haven't heard the two ball story? No. All right, so there was an old caddy. Yeah. And he was a bit of a craftsman as well. And he, right. used, to, he used to fill around with um, a guy's putter. What was his name? I'll think of his name in a tick. But this guy used to have a three-ball putter. It was actually three... Three-ball putter. It was actually three plastic balls, real plastic balls. <laughs> D.A. Wybring, his name was. D.A. Yeah. Wybring had three plastic balls trailing this <laughs> one face. And D.A. Wybring won tournaments using the three-ball. But it looks so ugly. Oh, shocking. Ugly that no one took it up. So this guy crafted what we now know as the two-ball putter. He just made a bit out of wood. He took it into Callaway, who were Odyssey. Yep. He said, what do you reckon? They said... I'll leave it with us. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. So they took it to their technicians. The technicians had a bit of a fiddle with it, and they lined it up, and they thought, wow, three balls in a row. That's really easy to line up. 
So they came back to him the next day. He came back in the Odyssey. Okay. And they said, um, I like what you've done here. We'll buy it off you. Oh. you can, uh, we'll give you 200,000 US yeah. or a dollar a putter. And he said, I'll take the 200,000, no, please. No, he didn't. Last time I checked, oh, no. last time I checked, 30 million two-ball putters oh. have been sold worldwide. Yuck. Yuck. Bad result. Come on, mate. They should have just given him a just, little bit anyway, just, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, something. Something. Sure there's some sort of... Give him a mil. year or something. Give him a mil. Yeah. But no. Nah. Yeah. 200,000. <laughs> He's probably still driving around his Winnebago he bought. Oh, oh disaster. disaster. That makes me so sad, Marco. <laughs> you just got to take a bit each way, wouldn't you? Yep. You'd take a bit each way. He should have gone, I'll give us 100,000 and 50 cents. Yep. We should be in business. We should be. You're too smart for that guy. That's why caddies are caddies and you do what you do. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name, Mark Allen. We'll be back in the chair next week. We do it all for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Hit the golf course, play golf at Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. We'll take a look back at this year's Master Series. That's next on the clubhouse. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is Julian Bayard with you, the best of the clubhouse from this season. Mark Allen on leave. He'll be back in the chair next week. Looking forward to having Marco back in. As we talk, Tiger Woods returning to golf. Plenty more ahead of the Australian summer of golf. Well, it was an unbelievable US Masters this year. Danny Willett getting the job done in a memorable tournament. Marco, well, he wasn't too happy with how the layout was uh, delivered this year at Augusta. Let's take a listen back. The dust has settled in the tournament from last week. Yep. The dust has settled. Mm-hmm. And I look back, yeah. it wasn't until four birdies in a row from Jordan Spieth where we started to get excited, I reckon. I, I think we heard last week, I heard on Tuesday that the Greens were as hard and as fast as they normally are yep. for a Saturday at Augusta. So the rain that they were expecting didn't come. Mm-hmm. And you know the 66 that Jordan's shot that morning... Uh, and usually Thursday morning is the easiest for time to play. Not as much wind. That was the lowest score for the whole week. <laughs> After that afternoon, once the players in the afternoon got there, the golf course was, well, I'm not going to say unplayable, but silly stuff was happening. Yep. Real silly stuff, like the ball blowing into the water, um, some of the wind, and, and the way they set the golf course up. Uh, you know, the first three, the first three days, it's a great tournament. You're excited when it's on. Yeah. But I like seeing birdies, mate. Yep. You know, the the year before, Jordan Spieth shot 18 under par, which was a scoring record at Augusta. He actually got the 19 under par. He must have bogeyed something coming in. This tournament lends itself, I think, when it's best, for around, uh, I don't know, 15 under par mm-hmm. or 14 under par total, I reckon, mm-hmm. really works. Yep. And then you set up that back nine on Sunday, and they did this week as well, last week as well. They set it up to where you can shoot 31 on the back nine, you can yeah. shoot a 32, you can, you know, make a quadruple bogey. You know, <laughs> they set it up so that that is possible, and I reckon that's great. But I think the Masters people erred a little bit with the green so hard and so fast on the Tuesday. Um, you know, it was basically just who can hang on yeah. competition. So you weren't happy with it? We're not, so we I, haven't even mentioned Danny Will. Congratulations to him. Congratulations, Danny. So you weren't you weren't overly pleased with the, oh, the I don't, tournament. I don't want it to be US Open. I don't want it to be. You know, there should be two weeks a year, in my belief, anyway, yeah. where pars a good score. Yep. US Open and the British Open. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, you want to see how good these guys are. That that's my belief, anyway. I want to see how good 
they can play at a golf course where they're tested, mind you. Mm. But to me, I, I just I don't like it when they're hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. What was four on the par was leading after three days yeah. at this joint? And they're talking about making it longer. I mean, what are they doing? Yeah. Are they are they serious? I understand where you're coming from because those famous Augusta roars that you want to hear on the weekend, yep. they were there on the Sunday afternoon with the yep. hole-in-ones, the perfect pin placement on 16. Yep. Credit to them for that. Well done. Because it gave people a chance to attack the hole. Yep, absolutely. Perfect. What you want to see on that Sunday afternoon is players being able to come from two, yep. three, four shots back yep. and actually win the tournament. Yes. From And you knew that, you knew that Jason Day, from an Australian point of view, was never going to be able to... To come back from where he was, it was going after to be nine holes. Very difficult. Because they just weren't able to score. It, was, it would have been very difficult. Look, here's the thing. I've been there now 11 times. Yep. The one point about Augusta that no one seems to get, uh, we know it's a beautiful course. We know it's pretty. We know it's you know not a blade out of sight. We know it's a yep. fantastic tournament, rich in history, blah, 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 blah. The one thing people learn from Augusta is the acoustics of the joint. Yeah. When you actually get a good roar going, that adds, that's a whole new dimension. Now, for the first three days, we didn't have a roar. Yeah. Literally didn't have a roar. Now, when Jordan Spieth bogeyed on the fifth, and I want to talk about his bounce back in a tick. So he yeah. bogeyed the fifth, then he's gone birdie six, birdie seven, birdie eight. When he birdied nine, yep. Got to the roar was intense yep. and that's what that tournament's all about for the first three days it was cold it was boring <laughs> we admire their we, we do everyone admires their play but when you go to a sporting event such as this you want to be entertained as well mm-hmm. once you get through the front gates of Augusta and you have a look at the golf course you go wow have a look at this joint that's one thing but you want to be amazed at the brilliance of the play and even, you know, with the windy conditions, I thought they could have moved some tees forward. Yep. Just move them forward. That's what mm-hmm. they normally do. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of people's perception when you go to a tournament, particularly with people who have been in the club for a long time and medal day is the big day and all the tees are, are, are way back as far as they can go yep. no matter what. But in professional events, it's very important the course setup is it's set up so the players can entertain. Yeah, we're seeing it in the AFL at the moment. Yeah. You know, the AFL people going around. People are loving yeah. the entertainment factor of the games. High scoring. It happens in golf too. Mm. When you go through the gates at Augusta, when you get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch a golf tournament, <laughs> yep. you want to be entertained. So I'm not going to say that it was a, a bad tournament because the back nine was unbelievable yep. and to see Danny Willett do what he did and bogey free and yep. everything else and to see a player like Jordan lose his mind we'll mm-hmm. talk about his shot selection on the 12th and the mm-hmm. tick as well all that sort of stuff is interesting yep but I want more from my masters yeah it's fair enough it's fair enough that's just me tend to agree with you Marco how about Jordan Spieth can we talk about this all right. all right. Danny Willett we'll get to Danny Willett we second will. segment second we will. segment we'll talk about him we'll get so to him if you're thinking maybe talk about the winner we'll get to that we will yeah Jordan Spieth yeah his routine at majors is he's he's Australian coach yep uh, McCormack <laughs> what's his name not Brendan McCormack Ken. I'll think of it a tick uh, he turns up and leaves on a Friday Cameron McCormack yeah Cameron turns up he leaves on Friday that's the routine. Good yep. stuff. You know, once you're there on Friday, there's nothing much you can change. He told us that he flew him back on the Sunday. Back he comes. Back he came. Mm. 
when we watched him play on Saturday, he hit, hit some loose drives. So yep. we figured that, well, it must be having a look at his driver. Yep. But he told us in the car park after the tournament, this is Jordan Spieth yeah. speaking, he told us that he brought Cameron back because he wasn't feeling very good over his irons all week. In fact, when he was trying to fade the ball, the shot that we saw on the 12th is pretty much the shot that he had all week. I'm not sure how many Masters you've been watching, but when that pin is in its Sunday spot on the right-hand side, for 100 years, Mm -hmm. that's too many years, for 50 years, (laughs) we know that the winner, generally speaking, looks at that Sunday pin on the right-hand side and says, I'm not even looking at that thing. I'm going to move it out. He told us in the car park afterwards that he thought it's just an easy fade. There was no reason why he couldn't cozy it up next to the hole. Let's go even back. though, sorry, even though he has felt terrible over the ball all week yep. with irons in his hand, and his fade shot has been <laughs> not very good for the whole week, he still went for it. Let's go back seven days, Marco. What are you to doing? When we were in this studio, yep. we were talking about how good the Fox Sports coverage was yes. in all the previous tournaments. Yep. The day before uh, the Masters started, I watched a documentary on last year's tournament yeah. where they interviewed Jordan Spieth and they went through his final round. Yep. And he got to that 16th hole, and they told him, and they compared his shot from two years ago to last year. Right. Two years ago, he hit it in the water. The 16th or the 12th? The uh, the 12th. 12th, yep. Yep. So he hit it in the water two years ago, yep. and he said, this year I was different. I was smart. Yep. I thought, I'm just going to put it straight over the bunker, yeah. play it safe. Yes. And they played the two shots next to each other, and he said, that was the difference in the tournament. Right. This year. And then this year, he goes back and does the exact same thing again. That's what we're saying. Couldn't yeah. believe it, Marco, when you did that. You know, just after, couldn't believe it. After he put the green jacket on Danny Willett, after he did his media conference, they put a lot of microphones in front of him mm. in the car park. You know, it, it, the tournament, you know, it was almost darkness. Yep. And he told us all this stuff. And we knew about it, and we know about it. For him to admit that he was trying to fade his eight iron 150 yards and cozy it up next to the pin with a two-shot lead, you know, you got the two par fives coming up. Yep. It flies in the face of Masters, Masters, I don't know, Masters Nous. <laughs> yep. Beautiful word. It flies in the face of 50 years of Masters Nous with people in that situation. Yep. Everyone else has just looked at the left hand, like straight over the rake in the bunker is the term. Yeah. Go straight <laughs> over the rake in that front trap. Yeah. Just hit it there. He, he said that he hit his draw pretty much well. Like, it's easy to look back. Yeah. It's easy to say. But it, it is staggering. How long's, sorry. How long is they going to live with him for, do you reckon? Forever. Forever? Do you reckon he, how, how long until he gets over it? He, he's going to have to win it again for him to get over it, isn't he, next yep. year? He's got to win it again. Yeah. And... Because you know, we we spoke we spoke to uh, a guy called John Huggin last week. We might even hear from John. Yep. John Huggin said that um, he mightn't he mightn't um, he mightn't ever win again, based on his technique. Now, no one's ever questioned the technique. In fact, everybody's been looking for the good stuff in his yeah. technique for a long time. He's got this bent arm going through. Um, the impact position, his footwork leaves a lot to be desired. They're, they're the two holes that I pick in his technique. Very hard to because when he's on, this kid is as good yeah. as anybody we've ever seen. But you know what? When when uh, Greg Norman didn't quite win the Masters in 1986, you know what everyone was saying? Oh, he's so good, he'll win one. Yeah. There has not, been a lot of people not easy. in that situation. <laughs> you know, oh, he'll be right, he'll win one. Well, will he? Will he win one? Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, we're all saying the same stuff about Jordan. Yes, he should. Yeah. When you look at the kid, he's played in three Masters. He's finished second, first, and second with two horrendous chokes yep. basically thrown in. Mm-hmm. 
Mate, I'm telling you, he will look back at these days. The only the only way he's going to smile again at this joint, <laughs> internally, externally, the whole schmear is if he puts another green jacket on. Yeah. Gee, he looked flat when he was putting that jacket on. As you would. As you would. I mean, you know what it's like. Look at his eyes. was just, oh, what have I done? You know what? He would have looked at Ernie Els as a seven putt on the first. (laughs) He would have looked at that and probably gone, wow, like the rest of the world did. Well, he probably knows after the tournament the whole world's looking at that fat chunk that he hit into the pond at 12. I mean, that's probably got just as many views as Ernie's seven putt. So it gets around pretty quick and that will hurt. That'll sting him. Still plenty more to come right here on the best of the clubhouse. Marco's Masterclass is up next. The Power Player of the Week for Honda Power Equipment. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Yeah, welcome back to the clubhouse. Time to take a look at our Power Player of the Week. And, well, he's not here this week, Mark Allen, but we'll still deliver him our Power Player of the Week. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range on sale from $329. Only at your specialist Honda dealer. And the reason we are giving it to him is because before he left, he gave us some of the best masterclass golf tips you'll ever hear on radio. Let's take a listen back to one of our favourites from throughout the year. Well, we're talking about uh, hitting the ball um, with uh, the wind uh, in in windy conditions, in the breeze, yep. uh, and really the trick is not to not to spin the ball too much. Yep. That's that's basically the trick, and you do that with swinging with ease. But I think um, you know when every once in a while you need to hit a high shot as well, mm-hmm. and not many people know how to do it. It's really really simple. I don't change ball position one bit when I try to hit the ball high. All I try and do is hit move my head further behind the ball. Okay. At address. So, um, particularly with the driver. I mean, everybody knows to move the ball forward with the driver. But what no one seems to do is that when the ball goes forward with the driver, um, you can imagine if it's in the middle with the irons and forward with the driver, your head shouldn't be over the ball. It should be further behind the ball. Yep. And then if you want to hit the ball up, it should be even be further behind the ball to get the, the spine angle right. So, if you want to hit the ball nice and high, and so many people who play on the weekend play their one round a week or one round a month, they hit the ball really low with the driver. Yep. It's because they all know to put the ball forward with the driver, but then their head moves forward, so it's on top of the ball still. Yep. So you've got to feel like your head is six inches. Sometimes even you've got to feel like it's a foot behind the ball with the driver. And then you'll hit the ball nice and high like the pros are doing. And the same if you need to hit a high five iron or a high pitching wedge. Don't move the ball forward. I don't think it works as well. Okay. Just move your head behind the ball at address and try and just give it a little extra flip on the way up. It doesn't happen too often. As long as you're not trying to flip the ball up all the time. Your wrists and yeah, stuff. Yeah, don't do that yeah. stuff. I mean, you've, there's got to be a little bit of hand action to help the ball get up in the air. But as long as you're not trying to do that all the time, mm-hmm. then that's golden. But it's real simple. Um, and by the way, don't do the same into the wind. If you want to hit a low one, don't move the ball. Don't move your head forward. Don't do that. <laughs> do all the other stuff. Swing with ease. Yeah. But if you want to hit the ball nice and high with the driver, yep. feel like your head is one foot behind the ball at address. Yep. Pretty like simple. It. Easy. Yeah, well, nice it's a simple tip. And it's actually, it's not, it's not even a, that's not hocus pocus. That no. is a fundamental of the game. Yep. A fundamental. Because again, now you'll have to picture this, picture it with me. Yes. Um, if the ball's in the, if you stand um, over the ball with an iron and the ball's basically in the middle, usually it's a little bit forward in the middle, your spine angle, when you're front on looking at somebody, the spine should point at the ball. Yep. So when you put the ball forward, you want basically the same thing happening. You want your spine to point at the ball. The only way you can do that is to move your head back behind the ball so your spine angle changes and it points to that ball that's a little bit further forward. So again, 
the fundamentals we're talking about here. And the reason the pros hit the ball nice and high with the driver, you watch them on TV, their head is a long way behind the ball. Side a long shots. way. A long way behind get the ball. Get a bloke on the side first tee yep. today. Get a picture. Take a yep. photo, see yeah. where your head's at. Hey, that's a really good That's a really good point. Get someone to take a photo because seeing is believing. Tiger Woods coined the phrase feel and real are generally two totally different things. Yep. And it is so true in the game of golf. So get someone to take a picture of you when you feel like your head's a foot behind the ball. I reckon you'll be surprised. See where it actually is. Yeah, 90% of the time, that person will be surprised. Gee, I hope everyone's listened to the full show today because I reckon it's got five shots in it, Marco. We had all the tips today. A few masterclasses. Yep. I reckon it's got a five shot difference. That's especially right. Especially if it's blowing a bit this weekend. That's all right. I used to charge money for all this stuff. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Just tune into the clubhouse. Good on you, buddy. There is Mark Allen. He'll be back in the chair next week. That's our Honda Power Player of the Week for Honda's four stroke lawn and garden range from $329. This has been the best of the clubhouse. We'll be back same time next week. Brand new episode. Mark Allen will be here. My name's Julian We'll see you then. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.